Welcome, everybody, to the Grow People Podcast with Pastor Jason. Lead, That's me. Lead pastor of Revolution Church, wearing what I just found out is his wife's favorite article of clothing that you own. Uh, yeah, apparently so. This black uh, half hoodie or half, what do you call it? It's a hoodie with a... Half sleeves. Half sleeve, half sleeve hoodie, is whatever. That, is, that, is it more of a Bill Belichick thing going on there? I don't know. I just, okay. the kids call it cool. Okay. Whatever. Well, all right. There you go. <laughs> Whoever the kids are. I don't <laughs> think they would say cool, but... I'm back. Last week I said I'm back in black. Mm -hmm. I was well, I was saying you said I was back, yeah. and so I figured be wear black. I don't know what the kids would say. Yeah, but if they're saying cool, then I am back in because that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is David Stein. I'm the campus pastor of our Canton location. The purpose of the Grow People podcast is to. Am I supposed to say that? No, I, everybody listening in their cars okay. or listening to the podcast. You yell. Well, yeah, I knew they were supposed to. They're, they're supposed to. I'm pointing at the cameras. Yeah. but yeah. And I totally just messed up the whole... But I didn't know if you wanted me to say it or if we're just leaving it silent. I think by episode 17, it's kind of like an SNL catchphrase. Yeah. Everybody's saying it on their own. Yeah. So uh, the purpose of the Grow People podcast is to... Grow people. Well, <laughs> well, well played, Chandler. Well Even played. still, you didn't. So you don't want me to say it. You want, we want to leave that blank. Yeah, leave it blank. Okay, because we want everybody yelling it. So, oh yeah, I know that they're supposed to yell it. Yes. I don't know what you want me to do. Is what I'm. Well, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, say it. Okay, you want me to? say I it. want you to say it. Purpose of the Grow People podcast is to help grow people. Grow people, there and we, we all said it together. I almost didn't even come in today. I am, I am totally serious. I almost didn't come to work. Uh, last night I was doing the Wordle, and I had one guest left. Yeah. And I and I was so devastated two weeks ago when my streak ended on Wordle. Yeah. And, and if you don't know what we're talking about, um, it's a it's a word game. It's great. You have to pick a word, pick five letters. You get and, six chances to figure out a five letter word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get any hints. And the the time two weeks ago, I had a 44-day streak. I missed the Wordle. I was devastated, <laughs> which, which really shows you where my life is right now. Uh, I was, I was, and and I'm, of course, I'm joking about this, but I was more upset, I was more upset about missing the Wordle than if I had uh, my, my sobriety had ended after 17 <laughs> years. I'm not making fun yeah. of sobriety. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so last night I was really struggling. I was like, if I miss this, I'm just, I'm not coming in. So, so did you get it yesterday? Yeah, I got on it. the sixth try. I got it. it. Was stare, stare. That's right. It was stare yesterday. Yeah, it was. I think yeah. I got that in three. Huh? And, well, well, well Leanna, Leanna got it in two. <laughs> did she really? And was running around the house. Yeah. But I will say, because I'm not trying to juke you here, have you played it today? No, I didn't get it today. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't get it. So at six tries, I was, I had three. Three of the five letters. And I, it was one of those where the very first try, I got three letters. Okay. That's, that's and then strong. the next try, I figured out how they were arranged. Mm -hmm. And then for the next four tries, was words that were spelt like that that weren't the right word. Yeah. Just, I hate just, those. Just guessing. Just guessing all the way through. And I didn't get it. Oh, well, how did it make you feel? Made me feel horrible. Yeah. See? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Well, I still wanted to come into work because I love Jesus, but yeah. I didn't want to. Um, what well, was that? I wasn't going to come into work today. Okay. But. Well, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> no. Um, but I, uh, it does. Um, and what was funny is Lindsay didn't get it either. Oh wow! And so 
after she didn't get it, she yelled out the word. And I was like, I oh, know it's frustrating. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I did ask permission to tell this story. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, um, my wife and I usually do the wordle together. Yeah. It's an evening thing for us. We're, it's we're, fun. Both, we're both on the couch together. Yeah. And so, um, she doesn't mind a hint and I don't mean like, okay, it rhymes with, yes. but, it's not but, that she wants one, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I don't want a hint. Yeah. And so I was really struggling on the wordle one night and she goes, I'll give you a hint. It's the past tense of the word. <laughs> and I'm looking at the letters that I already have. And the last letter I have is a T <laughs> and I'm like, unless it's Pennsylvania Dutch and it's vonched, <laughs> um, it ain't the past tense of anything. Yeah. So I finally get the word and I go, honey, the word is smelt. <laughs> it is the process of extracting something from, uh, from, from, from melting, from melting yeah. something. And she goes, no, 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 it's a past tense of smell. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> I've heard that story and it's still so funny to me. You guys had one like that. Yeah, we did. And um, I'll tell that in a second because... But when you were telling us that story last week, I, oh gosh, we were dying laughing because it it does feel like it could actually be the past tense, yeah, especially if you're from Lower Alabama. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, like oh, I smelt that. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you said that, I was laughing. And of course, like you said, Leanna knows, and she was laughing about all of this too. Um, but I was like, I'm, I'm with you. I can see why you thought that was past tense. Yeah. But it was just hilarious that that was the word. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay and I were playing one day because we similarly, like we don't have quite a rhythm. Like we've already done it today. So, but we, we do talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, and if she goes first, she'll send me, you know, the, the, how you can share it. And it shows mm -hmm. how many you got, how many times it took you. And so we were doing one together when we were going on our anniversary trip and, um, there's actually another game called Wordle 2. Did you know that? Did we yeah, tell you yeah, that? Yeah, well, once you told me that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just another round with a different word. And so she found that, and so we were playing that. And we were going down, and we knew it started with an L, and we knew that it had an I-N. So it was like L blank, I-N blank. We knew mm -hmm. that that's, you know, that's, and we were down to, I think, the last try. And so we're sitting there going, like, just racking our brains, yep. sitting on the plane. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and it's one of those, like, pressure moments where you're like, normally I would be able to guess this, but you're trying to figure it out. And your brain works weird. Yes, it does. Because it doesn't see all the, it sees, like, the one empty spaces, you know. So finally I was like, okay, I think it's got to be I-N-G. Yeah. You know, because uh, that makes sense. And just based on all the other letters we had tried. So we're like, okay, it's got to be L something I-N-G. And then we're like, Try, well, what is that? Like what, like there's no word that makes sense. And yeah. so finally we had exhaust, like we tried, you know how you can also enter in and it'll tell you that's not a word. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay was like, I'm going to put in a Y and, and she puts in a Y and hits enter and it gets it. And I'm like, La Ying. La Ying's not a what word. What is La Ying? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're looking at it and I go, oh my gosh, Lindsay, it's lying. Like, <laughs> 
Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> so now we just joke. We'll say laying uh, instead of lying. Well, I'll so. tell you what I just came up with. I came up with the title of this episode, yeah. which I will not share <laughs> Don't now. Don't share it. Yeah. I won't share now, but I just came up with the title. That's funny. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, that's enough uh, of Wordle today. Um, first, we want to uh, talk about uh, Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to that, Something really cool has been happening in our communities uh, over the last uh, many years uh, since you know you got here. Mm-hmm. Um, the church was focused on living on mission, being in the community, yep. not being a church that never went beyond the walls. 125 Union Hill Trail is just a base camp to send people out. And 689, 689 North, North Main, Main Street, Street. Yep. in Jasper. So um, when the pandemic hit... Mm-hmm. Uh, Immediately, we didn't wait a month. Immediately, the church went into mission mode. We yeah. were always in mission mode. We just, we just uh, clicked our heels and, and and it just happened. Clicked uh, our heels and went to Kansas. Yes, we yeah. did. Um, and the byproduct of that is uh, some really cool stuff has happened in the local school districts. Yeah, it's been a. I mean, that's one of our values or you know uh, culture statements. We live life on mission, and it really came about when we used to be a portable church. I'm going back even a little further, but to give some context to it, when we were a portable church, um, we were setting it up and tearing down every week. And we did it in Jasper as well for years mm-hmm. uh, when we first launched um, Revolution I've there. the scars. Yes. And I made a comment one Sunday before we had moved to our first you know location here in Canton. Um, I said, you know, every week we set up and tear down, we are a mission. You know, it's like, it's a mission just to pull off church. Mm-hmm. But I said, when we move to a permanent location, we're, we're no longer a mission, but we have to live on mission. And it was really kind of a fundamental shift because we were spending obviously a lot of energy setting up and tearing down. It's not that we didn't care about the community then we did, but we wanted to be, we wanted to make sure we had that same heart to reach people and just redirect energy that we were using to set up and tear down all the time to live life on mission. So that has been an emphasis for us for a long time. And then you said it, we did a whole theme one year called beyond these walls. And so the amazing thing is that that started taking root in the life of our church. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when the pandemic happened in March of 2020, it became a natural thing for us to continue living life on mission, you know, and again, we would talk about it. We talked about it then that, we were honestly excited about the opportunity that we had because again, it was kind of a redirect of energy. We weren't, we weren't spending as much energy. We were spending no energy to gather people, you know, which is still important and we need to do from a biblical standpoint, but like, okay, now we have time. Let's, let's expend even more energy going out. Let's live life on mission. Um, And so it was a great opportunity for us to step up. And so because of that, in 2021, we got the entire Cherokee County School District Partner of the Year. We were Partner of the Year for Avery Elementary, um, and then we got the entire county's Hast- partner. Hasty. Sorry. Yeah, I said Avery. Hasty Elementary. And a- Avery, if you haven't given us the Partner of the Year, yeah, what's, right. what's up with that? Um, but uh, they probably say, hey, do more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we so we got uh, Hasty Elementary's Partner of the Year. Then we got the entire county's mm-hmm. Partner of the Year. Well, for 2022, we got Cherokee High School Partner of the Year. Um, so yeah, that's two years in a row we've gotten Partner of the Year awards <clears throat> here in, in Cherokee County. And 
that is just a part of our heart, you know, as a church to live life on mission. Um, and so the pandemic presented just an incredible opportunity to do that. Yeah. So it was really, we went a couple weeks ago now, mm-hmm. um, maybe a month ago, they had a award ceremony on Thursday night at the uh, County building. So we went and got our award and another one of our outreach partners serve international also got an award with uh Creepview high school, I believe. So it was really, really cool. Really yeah. honoring. Yeah. Um, want to give some props to uh, Zip Kane. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Who is our missions minister. And uh, he and Hernan Devias uh, just have in the community done so much yeah. that has, I know there's a, they would say, well, we've got a great team. Yeah. Well, it starts with those guys. Yeah. Um, so great vision uh, for those guys. And uh, we're really excited about what's coming up because there are two huge initiatives that we've taken on here at the church. Uh, one, of course, we just did in December, which was Hope for Christmas. Yep. Uh, but the church has now taken over Give a Kid a Chance. Yeah, that's another great opportunity. And we've been, again, involved with Give a Kid a Chance for a long time. They've been around for a long time. And over the course of the last several years, it uh, it had grown. And then obviously the pandemic kind of changed a lot. And so the um, people that were leading it came to us and said, Hey, you know, we were ready to kind of hand this off, but we don't want it to go away. And, and we figured revolution church was the best people to take it, which was very honoring because of our church's commitment over the last decade, you know, to be a part of this ministry. Um, they came to us um, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I can't remember exactly. It doesn't matter when. Um, so yeah, we have now officially taken it over and we're still doing um, all the same stuff, but now uh, instead of us just serving at it and providing all the backpacks, now we're bringing the leadership for all of it. Mm-hmm. And in another thing, Zip and uh, all of our team um, has just done a great job really coming out of Hope for Christmas and then saying, okay, this is another great outreach opportunity that we have, one in the summer, one in Christmas, because uh, a lot of times we'll see the same families and, and, and Zip has done a great job of now bringing on even more partnerships mm-hmm. in the community, like yep. Goshen Valley's going to um, be a huge part of this, which they're another um, local ministry that just doing incredible work. And so, yeah, we really have an opportunity to take the, what they built on that foundation and just keep building, mm-hmm. you know, on it. And we've met with like you and Zip just had a meeting with all the local principals in Cherokee County t- explaining these things to them about you know, ways that we can help them and benefit their families. And so, yeah, it's really, really exciting to see. Cool. Well, you're going to hear more about Life on Mission as the weeks progress, and we'll have some guests talking about Give a Kid a Chance. Uh, let's shift gears. Uh, our post. This is our first uh, podcast episode since Easter. Yep. Uh, by the time you're listening to this or watching it, if you have anything left in your fridge from Easter dinner, if there's potato salad, take it out. It probably smelt bad. Um, smelt. <laughs> smelt. Uh, throw it out. Uh, but we, we do want to give you a little Easter recap because it was remarkable. Remember, Easter 2020 was all online. Yep. Easter 2021 was just coming out of 2020. Uh, folks still not sure uh, where yeah. they wanted to gather. We were still RSVPing people yep. to gather. Uh, so this is the first Easter and, and really the first full-on holiday uh, post-2019. Yeah, since Christmas 2019. Yeah. And it was amazing. Uh, number one, the the gathering was so cool uh, with the big old cross on stage. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, the messages were spot on. 
And, you know, it wasn't anything. And like I said to people, this wasn't anything special for Easter. This is the way this church is, this church handles uh, scripture Mm -hmm. every week. Um, But thousands and thousands of people Mm -hmm. came back to church, maybe came to church for the first time. Uh, We know that we had a uh, a gentleman who was in church for the first time ever yeah. trusted in Jesus. This is incredible. Uh, there were so many cool moments, uh, but in that in that message, uh, as as you continued in the story of Lazarus, uh, there was something that you could have done another two messages on. Yeah, and that was how Lazarus came out and what he was wearing. Yeah, that, and that's part of the purpose of this podcast, like we say at the beginning, or they say, grow people. But part of the original intention of this podcast was to be able to deal with topics that it, we didn't get to address mm-hmm. on Sunday, um, or just extra things right. that you know that we want to talk about from a discipleship standpoint or whatever. And just the way the calendar works, like even the the message right after Easter um, didn't going to be you know finished up John chapter 11 and so there was a line or a phrase in there when I was first laying out the messages that um it it hit me but I thought later on man I could have yeah I could have done a whole another couple messages on there and it was where when Jesus said to Lazarus come out you know and he says that phrase and then you know verse 44 and one of the craziest verses in the scriptures that the man who had died came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is a miracle, and that is how we are saved. You know, God overcoming our deadness by the power of his word. You know, that is salvation, regeneration, which is what we talked about on Easter. But one of the points that I made in the doctrines that I was sharing that, I, again, we could do a whole message on, was that when Jesus, after Lazarus came out, Jesus says not to Lazarus, um, take the clo- you know take mm-hmm. the linen your grave what we would now call grave clothes off. He says it to the people around them, um, which is when you think about that on the surface, you you may not think anything much deeper about it, um, but when you look at that in the context of ministry, and you look at it in the context of how. Jesus worked and how the Holy Spirit works. He works through his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you kind of take Lazarus, what happened there, and you kind of extrapolate out you know, a bigger kind of principle for him, like what does this teach us? Not only does it teach us that what I just said, Jesus has the power to overcome the grave because he is the resurrection, but it also teaches us the role of other people in setting us free. And that was the point that, and I made the point talking about doctrine of sanctification, but again, I could do a whole message series on that about uh, Jesus could have said to Lazarus himself, hey, take these linen strips off, unbind yourself. But if anybody's ever like had knots tied, you know, Mm -hmm. like your hands are tied, like you can't. Um, And so you need the help of someone else to untie that. Well, the principle of that is... Jesus can speak directly to us and make us alive, but then Jesus speaks to those around us to help grow us. Um, Jesus, he, he, he doesn't, like he commanded Lazarus to come out, 
But then he commanded the people around Lazarus to help unbind him so that he could walk Mm -hmm. free. So when you see that, you think about our lives as Christians, the reason why so many of us, and myself included, like I, I'm still not walking in the complete fullness that Christ offers me. Um, and that's a process. Sanctification is a process. Um, but one of the biggest reasons why is because I'm not allowing enough other people to help me mm-hmm. become unbound. Right. Because whether if it's, you know, sin patterns or struggles that we have, so we all try to um, do that by ourselves. Yeah. We all try to um, free ourselves from addictions. You know, we all try to change ourselves. And what's amazing to me about that story, again, is Jesus didn't say to Lazarus, unbind yourself. He said to the people around him, unbind him, because that was something Lazarus couldn't do for himself. So if you look, Lazarus couldn't raise himself from the grave. Jesus had to do that. Lazarus couldn't unbind himself. The people of God had to do that. Mm. So both of those actions, Lazarus was the recipient of, not the actor in. Mm. Like he was passive to those things. Right. So what we can learn from that is if we want to be sanctified, it doesn't mean we don't do anything. It's not what I'm saying. But what we do is we seek out community. Yes. It, to where a lot of people is like, well, I'm just going to try harder. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm going to buckle down. And I'm going to guilt myself and shame myself. I'm going to make a promise to God. I'm never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, how many of us have done that? My yeah. Hand, my hand's up. Exactly. To where the good news of the gospel is Jesus isn't asking us to unbind That's ourselves. Right. That's right. Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to walk in ultimate freedom, if you want to be let go, you know, um, as Hebrews 12 says, you know, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, and then it says, you know, that besetting sin, you know, to throw that off. Well, we can't throw that off. And what that means is so many of us, we, we get saved by Jesus, but then we try to grow by ourselves, and you just can't, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of our mission is grow gospel relationships. I need relationships in my life to unbind me. I need men and women in my in my wife in my life to take off things that are keeping me bound up. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest reason why is, um, and I don't know if we've shared this on this podcast. We have, then we're sharing it again because it needs to be repeated. I know I've shared it at different times with different people, but Henry Cloud, who's one of my favorite authors, we've talked about him before. I was in a session with him one time. It was just a small group of pastors and he was talking to us and someone asked about the role of self-awareness in leadership, mm-hmm. like how important it is to be self-aware. And he was talking about how incredibly important it is to be self-aware. But then he made this statement. He says, but here's what you need to know. Anything that starts with the word self is not the fruit of self. So self-aware, self-esteem, you know, whatever we want to say with the word yep. self And what he said, what he means by that is, if I want to be self-aware, I'm not going to gain that by myself. Right. I can't make myself self-aware. That that makes sense. And so what he was getting at, he's like, if you want self-awareness, then cultivate what he just called others' awareness. Mm -hmm. 
So, which means run to community, run to relationships and ask other people, hey, what are blind spots that I don't see? Yeah. What are things that I do that you see that I do, but I don't see? So I can't gain self-awareness by myself, mm-hmm. which uh, I, that's when you ask people, hey, are you self-aware? Yeah, I'm self-aware. Well, according to who? Right. Are you? <laughs> ask your wife. Yeah. Ask your <laughs> wife. Ask your spouse. Mm-hmm. Ask your husband. Would they say you're self-aware? Right. You know, are you aware that in a meeting you do this? Mm-hmm. Are you aware that you talk over people all the time? Mm-hmm. We think self-awareness is like, oh, yeah, I'm intelligent. Um, but no, self-awareness is not about, like, mental intelligence. It's about emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, am I aware that when I'm talking to you, like – this is something I'll, I'll talk about my own self-awareness. Like I like to mess with people all the time. And I always say like, if I love you, you know, I love you if I'm making fun of you. Mm-hmm. So I would always just mess with people. But now and my wife and I've always done ministry together, but she would tell me, Jason, that's not always funny. That might be funny to you. That's not funny to them. And so Lindsay helped me become more aware that my joking with people sometimes, I think it's playful, but they don't always think it's playful. Right. Um, like, oh yeah, people are fine with that. Yeah. Cause they never told me they weren't mm-hmm. and I never asked them. Are you okay with me doing that? Are you okay with me doing that? Which you and I've even had that yeah. conversation mm-hmm. at times. Yep. Um, like I even made a comment one time. I hope this is okay to share. Yeah. I made a comment one time at a sermon and you called me afterwards and you said, Hey man, when you said this, um, this is how I took that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh dude, I didn't mean it that way at yeah. all. Um, but if you, in which we have a relationship yep. where this can happen, if you didn't make me aware of what I just did, then I would have said it again. Right. And it would have bothered you. Mm-hmm. But once you told me, um, cause I thought it was being funny. I thought I was being playful with you. Oh, and I knew where you were coming. Exactly. And, and it was playful to me. Yeah. Uh, but in that in the setting, yeah. in the context, it could have been taken a different way. Exactly. And and we do have that relationship, and that's really important. If you don't have that relationship with people, yes. then you can't speak into their life. They can't speak into your life. Yeah. You know, after I trusted in Jesus in 2006, and, and I went to my pastor in California, I was like, now what? Yeah. And he said, well, get connected with some other people so... You know, you can talk about what's going on in your life. I said, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want me to do what? Yeah. With people I don't know? Uh, so you do have to build these relationships. Absolutely. And, and that's why that's why Love Jesus, Grow People is the greatest mission statement of all, because you can break it down in so many ways, but the GROW, as you've heard many a time, is an acronym. Yep. Gospel Relationships. So the yep. R in GROW is about relationships. But that takes intentionality. It does take intentionality, which is what our, again, our whole discipleship process is based on is like getting into a relationship with us, mm-hmm. going through welcome track, starting to serve on a team. You know, you're developing relationships with people, getting into a group. It becomes a little bit more intimate as you move on because we want you to get to know people. Mm-hmm. And because again, it is, it is in those relationships with people where the grave clothes come off. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize, gosh, for probably over 20 years, of me walking with Jesus and even into my pastoral ministry, I didn't realize how much I need other people Mm -hmm. 
to help me walk in freedom. And so there's a lot of Christians that have been saved. They've come out of the grave. They're made alive, but they keep walking around bound up with, you know, they still have things that are tying them down, you know, habits, attitudes, addictions, whatever it is. Um, and this is what the, the 12 steps, you know, any recovery process is based on. Number one is admit that I'm powerless to change this myself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, what's remarkable. Again, it's, if you really think about why Jesus, why did Jesus say to the people around Lazarus to unbind him? Yeah. You know, I've never thought about it before until this message, until I preached it. And and just, that's when I realized, oh my gosh, Jesus, Jesus is operating on so many levels all at the same time. You know, like when you really look and study, this is why I love studying scripture. I've, I've known that verse. I've preached that verse and never once have I preached on the role of sanctification mm-hmm. and how we need other people to unbind us. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not walking around in freedom, it's because we're lacking in relationships. Right. Um, and that's why we wanted to talk about it on here is there's so many Christians that have not run to community have, they've, they've trusted Christ and they have relationships with people, but they don't have any, I don't have to have a deep relationship with everyone, but I need to have a deep relationship with someone. That's right. That's right. And if, if you don't have somebody that you have given permission to, to speak into your life, yep then go find somebody. Yep. And it, it, it does take time. It does take intentionality. It does take trust. Yep. Um, you know, it's not like you can walk up to somebody you've never met in the, yeah. in the auditorium yeah. on Sunday and said, let me speak into your life. Exactly. That's going to be a little weird for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you don't have that person, then, then you may have what I had for 45 years of my life, a whole bunch of friends and nobody knew me. Yes. And therefore you lacked in self-awareness. Yeah, totally. Because you didn't, again, the, the self, anything that starts with the word self is the fruit, which means result of others awareness. Mm-hmm. And so we need, and that, and I, I it, for the life of me, I don't understand in church. Again, I say this often, we didn't grow up in church and I don't understand the games we play in church. But if the message of the gospel is, there was nothing good in me. Mm-hmm. I'm a sinner saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. If that is true, then why can't I be honest about my sin? Mm-hmm. Um, I have no merit. I have no justification in and of myself. So Christians should be the most honest. Mm-hmm. Christians should be the best confessors. Christians should be the first people to line up and say, here's my problems. Right. Help me. Yep. Um, but that's exact opposite of what we do in churches. You know, again, it's it's um, it's socially acceptable to say, "Oh yeah, I'm trusting in Jesus," but it's not socially acceptable to tell somebody what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And but yet again, there's Lazarus walking out of the grave, and he couldn't unbind himself. And and it was a command. Jesus gave a command to the people standing around: unbind him and let him go. Right, because. Lazarus couldn't be unbound and couldn't be let go without the help of the church, without the help of people who are taking the word of God and applying it to Lazarus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what happens in community. We're taking the word of God, um, be holy as I'm holy, whatever, and, and in community it's applied. So I can come to you and say, David, I know you love Jesus. 
and you want to walk with Jesus, but there, I've noticed some things in your life mm-hmm. because we have that relationship, just like you did with me, just like Lindsay does with me, and I do with Lindsay. And I have other friends, um, pastor friends, that we we stay up with each other in each other's lives talking about those things that we're struggling with and wrestling with, and they can call me out. Um, and so, again, once we understand that So let's put it together. Sanctification is not the fruit of self. Right. Sanctification is the fruit of the spirit, but it's the fruit of the spirit through the people of God. Like the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying he can't, and sometimes he does. Like there are stories, you would be a story in the sense of like, the moment you got saved, all your desire for alcohol or whatever went Mm -hmm. away. Right. Um, so he definitely can do that, but there was other areas of your life that you needed growth in. Yeah. Um, but that I had no idea. You had no idea. I was like, well, this is, this is fine. Right. Yeah. (laughs) People were like, no, no. (laughs) But the vast majority of people that struggle with, Mm -hmm. you know, especially addictions, Mm -hmm. any kind of chemical addiction, there's all kinds of addictions. This is why a recovery thing is so good. Yeah. Because it breaks the power that it has over you when you sit around a table with people that also struggle and say, hi, my name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic. Or hi, my name is Jason. I am this. Or hi, my name is Jason. I struggle with this. Mm -hmm. When that's confessed to people and now they're there helping you, it breaks the power of it over you. Right. So there's so many people, again, myself included, that we walk around in grave clothes all the time looking ridiculous. And it's all because we're not willing to let people come and take them off of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people may say, well, there's no one to take it off of me. No one's here. I'm like, well, you have to seek that out. That's the intentionality of it. Yeah. It would be like if your kids are playing soccer and every Saturday you sat with the same parents and yeah. you never talked to them. Well, there are people who go to church every Sunday and don't talk to anybody. Yeah. And just just come and go. Yeah. Well, the the body of Christ, the reason we gather together, the intentionality of that is so that you have people. And, yeah. and it may take, hey, my name's David. Uh I don't know anybody here. Yeah, exactly. Where, where do you live? Where do you serve? That's why we we don't push serving so we can put down on the grow report how many people serve. No. We push serving because it is part of your sanctification. It's part of the relational connection. And, yeah. and, and that step of obedience allows you to be in community with other people. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know my deepest friendships have come through serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, my deepest relationships to this day have come through serving. Yep. Not because I was seeking out relationships. It was the byproduct of it. Yeah, and, and I think this is the key where... And, and Dallas Willard said this, you know, grace isn't opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. Mm-hmm. So the reason why most people still struggle with sin is not because they're not trying hard, but they're trying to earn it themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do good. So God's proud of me. I'm trying to, you know, I promised God I'd never do that again. I never say that again. I never think that again. I'm trying to earn it. So we're not saying don't work. We're just saying you're working by yourself with no fruit. Mm-hmm. So there is work involved. There is intentionality that's involved, but the intentionality is not freeing yourself. The intentionality is pursuing people that can help free you, pursuing relationships with people, which is why marriage is the primary metaphor of the gospel. You know, when Lindsay and I got married, 
Both of us were incomplete, broken people that needed each other to be made whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're 20 years in and I'm, I'm a better version of myself because of Lindsay. And I pray that Lindsay's a better version of herself because of me, because we know each other. She knows me. I know her. And, and so all I have to do, I don't have to fix myself for Lindsay. What I have to do is be honest with Lindsay and then she helps fix me. Right. She helps take it off. She helps take the things that are binding me. And, and again, all that comes out of that simple story that I, we just didn't, I just never saw before mm-hmm. and I was just blown away by yeah. it. Um, and so that's why we're doing this message here on this podcast is because there's so many people listening and watching right now that are still walking around bound by things. And it's not because they haven't tried to unbind them. They have tried to unbind them. And it's not because they don't love Jesus enough. It's not because they're not um, holy, you know, trying to walk with God people. It's just because they've been going about it the wrong way. Right. So we can give up trying to sanctify ourselves. We can give up trying to make ourselves aware and pursue relationships and then being freed and being made righteous, being made like Christ, being sanctified will come. So I don't get sanctification by going after it. I get sanctification by go, by pursuing relationships with other people. Yeah. By pursuing God and pursuing relationships with other people, then out of that comes the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Out of that comes freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's revolutionary, to use a good word. Um, it was revolutionary to me. Yep. Because I struggle with sin, I mean, I still do, um, but for so long in my life, I and I would just, instead of being honest with people, I beat myself up, pe- beat myself up mm-hmm. and shield myself from right. people because I thought that's what it meant. Like, I can't be honest with them. They're going to mm-hmm. think I'm a bad Christian. Yeah. Actually, I'm a bad Christian if I don't confess it to mm-hmm. them. And, and bringing things into the light. You know, I've had uh, a friend for 13 years now that... You know, we still get together on a regular basis. We're getting together this Friday, and there's going to be that conversation. All right, how are you doing? Yeah. And we know it's going to be a long conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't ask how you're doing unless you're prepared for the answer. Exactly. Um, you know I hate that. But we, but yeah. we, but we have gotten to a, a point in our relationship where, whether you call it accountability or, or whatever, um, we've gotten to the point in our relationship where we know we're comfortable with each other. Yeah. And there's no judgment and we need each other. Yep. I need I need his eyes on me yeah. to say, "Hey, that that's whacked." Yep. You're not thinking clearly on that. No. It's just like when you get dressed. You get dressed to go to church, you know, I'm not the I'm not the best judge of what I'm wearing. But my <laughs> but my but my but my wife is uh, great at that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and she'll say, no, 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 you're not going out like that. Yeah. No, the, yeah. those are, those are. That, Isn't that the worst question? They're like, is that what you're wearing? <laughs> no, no. I just put this on to walk around for a minute and then I'm going to go back and put on what I'm really supposed to be wearing. Yeah. Yeah. This was just like the pregame. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. But... I was just going to wear this to church. Yes. And then once I, I get there, anything, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Lindsay asked, are those your clothes on the floor? I'm like, well, I hope they're not another man's, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, really good stuff today on the Grow People podcast. Thank you, uh, Pastor Jason. Really uh, insightful things. And we want to encourage you. This takes time. Um, but if you just came back to church and, mm-hmm. and 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people just yeah, came back to church people. after the first after two and a half years. If you just came back to church, go through our welcome track. Yeah. If you haven't been here in two and a half years, there have been some cultural shifts. Yeah. Not absolutely. not doctrinal shifts. No. Uh, but just what we value mm-hmm. and we, we val- just making it more explicit. Yes. Yeah. And we value uh, you. We want you to grow. So go through welcome track. Find a place to serve. Yeah. And and be in community with other people. Yeah, that pursue is pursue relationships. That is the yeah. best place to do that. Uh, the producer of the Grow People podcast is Chandler Elder. Uh, we did. We don't. We we talk about him. We, we talk to him. We say hi to him. Yeah. Uh, but we do not give him the credits that he deserves. Our editor is Chandler Elder. Um, <laughs> graphic design Chandler Elder. Uh, our statistician is Chandler Elder. Did you know you did all those things? Uh, I do whenever uh, they tell me to do them. So yeah. that's, that's when I know that I am the person for that. Is there that's anything right. else that you do for the show that we missed? Um, Recording? I, I write our descriptions yes. uh, of yes. the podcast. Uh, our photographer is not you. Our it's photographer not, yeah. is Mason Baumgartner. Our editor of Doctrine is Thea Logan. Uh, our, that's, that was funny. Oh, you Thea. were saying like his name is Theo, his last name is Logan? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Theo, Theo Logan. That's <laughs> I got you now. Okay. Uh, I was right. over here thinking about smelt. Yeah. So no, no. <laughs> and and our medical medical director is Gloriafication, because um, <laughs> we have the glorified bodies. That's a callback to the Easter message. It that's is. A, you're so you're so cheesy sometimes, yeah. and it's funny. Yeah. For a transcript yeah. of today's podcast, just write down everything we say. And as always, we end with the best advice we've ever heard: trust God and take a nap. Love you all. We'll see you next time. See you next time.